What's going on, coaches? Welcome back to Keep Your Pads Down, the podcast for all things D-line play and the best thing about your Tuesday. That is, if you are, in fact, checking us out on a Tuesday, which is when our episodes drop each week, uh, if you didn't already know. Speaking of episodes, this is number 128, getting really, really close to 130 episodes. Hard to believe. So again, wherever you're listening to us today, whether it's in Weatherford, Texas, or tiny little Campbell, Missouri. Thank you so much for checking us out today. Well, as we get ready to flip the calendar over to April this week, which is hard to believe, that means the weather is finally starting to warm up a little bit, at least for us here in Texas and in the South. I know we had an absolutely beautiful weekend uh, here in Northeast Texas this past weekend, but this time of year is busy for us as coaches, as many of us are in our spring sports, whether it's track or baseball, and a lot of us are getting ready for spring ball, at least in some form or fashion. So not only are the temperatures heating up, but the calendar is as well. So with all of that going on within your athletic program, you need to have a way to promote the awesome things your kids are doing with some great looking graphics that you can create in a matter of minutes with our friends at Go Edit Graphics. Go Edit Graphics allows any coach to create custom graphics from their library of templates in a matter of minutes by changing the colors, text, and images to make it your own. They offer categories like game day, scoring, player profiles, and communication, to name a few. Platform is very easy, it's affordable, and no design skills are needed. GoEdit Graphics is a great way to showcase all your sports and athletes, and subscriptions are for 12 months and include unlimited graphics. Also, if you check out our Twitter feed today and see the graphic that we posted with this episode link for Coach Carter, that entire graphic was created by me in just a few minutes with GoEdit. I picked the pictures that I wanted to use, changed the colors and the text to what I wanted the graphic to say and look like. And they even added some features there to the text editing aspect where you can do some really cool and creative things with the text to make your graphic even more customizable. So anyways, I did all that in just a few minutes and bam, I'm done. So the process is super easy. It's user-friendly. And like always, mention keep your pads down when you're ordering and receive $25 off your showcase yearly package. Showcase your athletes with custom-made graphics in less than two minutes with GoEdit Graphics. Our coaching network is a football coaching platform that connects coaches from all levels and helps them get better every week. Our coaching network has live clinics going off usually two to three nights a week and, and even extended clinics on the weekends with each week's clinics added to a library that can be referred back to at any time in the future. So get on over there and create your account today. Subscriptions are super affordable. You can even sign up for a free week, and then you can cancel it anytime, so there's no pressure. Start connecting with and learning from coaches all across the country today with our coaching network. All right, well, I mentioned last week that we have had coaches on from, I believe the number is 19, 19 different states, which has been a ton of fun. And this week, we are making a return trip to the state of Virginia to talk with the College of William & Mary defensive line coach, Keenan Carter. Coach Carter just finished his third season at William & Mary, where he serves as a defensive line coach for the Tribe. Coach Carter joined the William & Mary staff after leading the defensive line for head coach Mike London at Howard University during the previous two seasons. Prior to his stint at Howard, Coach Carter coached the defensive line at Bridgewater College for two seasons, and during his tenure at PC, Coach Carter helped four players garner all-conference accolades. Before joining the collegiate ranks, Coach Carter spent three seasons at Potomac High School, the final two of which he served as defensive coordinator. A two-year start at Noseguard at the University of Virginia, Coach Carter graduated from UVA with a degree in sociology and went on to play with several NFL teams. He later earned a master's degree in education from Grand Canyon University. Now, Coach Carter and I got up early in the morning to talk about some defensive line play, specifically the Tribe's defensive lines must and how he coaches his guys who will play both a three and a four down front with different philosophies and techniques for each front. We take a look at some of Coach's favorite drills and then close out our conversation with our always popular rapid fire segment where, amongst other things, Coach gives us his favorite food spots to hit up when he's on the recruiting trail. Now, Coach does show a lot of video in our conversation today, so if you would like to watch the video of our conversation today, you can do so by visiting our YouTube page, a link to which can be found in the show notes of today's episode or on our Twitter feed. All right, well, we have a lot of great stuff to get to in this one, so let's jump on it. Here is Coach Keenan Carter on episode number 128. Keep your pads down.
Coach Carter, welcome to the podcast. Glad we could uh, we could get this done. Yes, man. Thank you for having me, Coach Taylor. I appreciate yeah. that, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm you know just uh, just excited to be talking to you. Uh, we're we're pretty much going to jump right into things here um, and, and talk some ball today. I know we got a lot to get to, but really quick, talk to us about where you are now and just some other coaches ch- coaching stops that you've had up to this point. Yeah, man. I'm at William and Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia down in the 757 Rich area, you know, that's known for like with Mike Vick and all those guys, Lawrence Taylor, Bruce Smith, you know, Hall of Famers. So um, it's been a blessing. I've been with Coach London, who's the head coach, since the Howard days. Uh, he was actually my position coach as well. So I've uh, been handing me the torch to coach the defensive line. Yeah, I've, uh, I got to hear Coach London speak at, a, uh, at an AFCA convention back, I, I believe, when he was at Virginia and really enjoyed hearing him talk and, and uh, uh, you know that, that, that you guys are doing some great things and really enjoyed our conversations leading up to this one. So just talk about um, what was being a coach always something that you knew you wanted to do. How did that come about? So I was at the that's this is a crazy story. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make a roster right in, in the league at the time. And, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, trying to figure out if I was going to CFL and all that good stuff. So anyway, Al Groh had reached out to me and uh, this guy named Brub McNeil, who was the head coach at Patriot High School, like was trying to get me to come out and coach, you know, never coached a day in my life. So I was like, mm-hmm. like, all right, let's see, uh, see how, if I would like it or not. So Coach Groh just basically told me to give it a shot. I gave it a shot and I loved it, you know, fell in love with it. And the guys that were already on the staff, I knew because they coached against me in high school. And the AD, uh, Brad Falls was a great, great friend of mine at the time, you know, well, still. Um, and then the principal, Dr. Bishop, was a, was a guy that coached against me in high school as well. So I went on and gave it a shot and I fell in love with it. And here we are. You know, for for uh, for guys who and, and you know most coaches were were for our former players now now they're coaching it and a lot of us are still just kind of we're just big kids we're chasing that that juice we're chasing that feeling that we got when we were playing and and for some coaches it's different things like whatever you know there's different aspects of football that brings them that excitement that that thrill for you what is it what gives you the juice every day to do what you do day in day out oh man just I love it because I love giving the kids the same opportunities I had, you know. And uh, when you reflect, when you look back on it, like when I first started, man, like the, the passion was still there, and just seeing the kids' energy, I, I freaking I loved it. It was bring your juice every day type of deal, and like I loved every minute of it, you know. So that was big for me. And so then looking back now um, at, at your coaching career up to this point, what have been some highlights uh, or things that you look back on and, and, and really um, are proud of those, those kind of moments when you look back on your coaching career up to this point? Well, you know, I was a high school coach for five years. And, like, my goal was to give kids the same opportunities I had was to go to college no matter what level and, and get a chance to get education and live, and live they like make a living for themselves. Then when I got to college, my goal was to basically like, hey, okay, what's your dreams? And basically, you know, I just tell them every day, I want to, I want to see you live your dream. I don't care if it was going to be a doctor, a, a freaking business owner, you know, or you know, a chance to go to the league or CFL, one of the professional leagues, you know. So my thing was to make sure I held them accountable for everything on and off the field. And make sure they live that. And the cool part is, a bunch of the guys were uh, all conference, all Americans. And you know, right now I got a kid that's with New England Patriots, so it's kind of cool, man. Yeah, that is. Uh, it, it's always fun, you know. Obviously, having a kid that's in the uh, the playing at the highest level, but just to see your guys go through and and accomplish those things that you want that that you that you seeing them and that you dream for them, even when they sometimes don't even see it, you know, as 16 and 17, and even now in your case, an 18, 19, 20 year old kids. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt, man. yeah. 
couple 23 year olds. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you're exactly right now with, with the things where things are in college football with, with everyone having the extra year. So um, well, let's let's dive in and talking about your defensive line. I know that, that that you talked about, like I said, in our conversations leading up to this one, that you have some uh, some things that your guys have to know and they have to understand before you allow them to play for you. And I know you have a presentation on that, so I'll let you pull that up. But let's let's begin by talking about that. What are those things and how did that come about? Here's my philosophy on the defensive line. Like I was a I was I was a kid that was brought up in a smart tough focus era where that's that was the things that Al Bro, Al Golden, Mike Wynn, and all those guys believed in. And it was amazing for me. So like I was I, I wanted to I wanted to build that off of what I knew. So I was so used to that. So now looking back at it, when I recruit, I want to recruit smart, tough, focused guys. So uh, that was the main thing for me. Um, and then, you know, accountability is huge for me on and off the field, you know. So I expect to demand a lot from my guys. And, you know, I want them to do that with everybody around them as well. So, you know, that's, that's the cool part. And then obviously the playing part is, you know, I want guys that want to be violent, you know, and, and and just be straight studs, always giving relentless effort and, and dominating the game. I, I I think that having a defensive line philosophy and just a philosophy, you know, for your program, for your position group, for your side of the ball is, is really key. Uh, how did you develop this over the years? Is this something that you kind of tinkered with or just sat down one day and, and, and put down on paper? How did you develop this? Uh, just like I said, just being part of that that culture, that smart, tough, focused culture as a player when I was in my UVA days, and that's what really uh, inspired me to, to to basically continue that tradition, you know. And it's actually been great for me because, like the guys, the guys that you know that I coach, you know, obviously you want to establish a relationship, but you know I love hard and I coach hard. Coach really hard, and my expectations are very high. And that's why I said, like, basically demanding more from yourself because, and for others around you, because that matters. Like, if you got a guy that ain't really putting that work in, then it's going to drag the freaking unit down, you know? But if it's everyone, the whole group collectively, like doing what they're supposed to do, then it's going to be, you're going to be a bunch of game changers. You know, so I'm yeah, ab- absolutely, I'm absolutely. For the guys know on the unit, so in order for us to go in the game, you gotta you gotta take pride in our must, right? Every position have must, but it's basically our pillars to our defense, right? To our unit. So our defense line position must, like our first is stance and supposed to get off. Our second is block destruction and fit the play, and our our third one is fanatical pass rush. But the guys got to know all these before they can go in the game. If they don't, I'm not going to play. So, number one, stands supposed to get off. We play in three different stands. A thunder stands, a bolt stance, and a lightning stance. Number two, like, obviously it's very important to play with the structure of your defense. But the ultimate goal is to play with gap integrity and keep your face out the block and your head in your gap. Always be the man in front of you when the play is in motion. And then fanatical pass rush. So always tell those guys to have a mind, a move in mind and uh and a counter. Like the more moves people have, it's a lot harder. But all this, I always tell the guys, like, hey, you should you should have two two moves with counters at all times. Like two moves and counters in your arsenal. So you know how to play the guy. But the, the main thing is knowing how to play the guy, right? That you're playing against. But Always playing with relentless effort and attitude and just keying the ball, you know, get that get off is important. So I, I teach three different types of pass rush moves to the guy. Here you go. So speed, you know, speed, I like the guys to be half men outside the box, creating speed on your feet, right? And then create a deep set, deep set point for the O-line. Or a power guy, long arm, stab, always want to make the O-line to get ground. And then obviously the combo with the speed to power, you know, speed to ice pick, all that good stuff. Like 
Um, like I got, we got a bunch of those in the arsenal. Like what I usually do, pass rush wise, I develop, I develop guys, but also I identify what type of pass rusher you are. I think that's important, you know, because I know a bunch of guys teach you guys teach guys a bunch of moves, and it's like oh, they don't even fit that type of move, you know. But people continue to do it anyway. Uh, my biggest thing was. When I say I identify what type of rush you are, and we work those moves and counters off that. So I think that's that's key. All right, so <clears throat> my teach progression is Ashby. So alignment, stance, keys, responsibility, and execution. And this is how I install everything. I always start with alignment, right? And you saw that we played with three different stands. So I also thought, hey, we're gonna be in a thunder stance in this in this pressure right here, right? Or we're gonna do, we're gonna be in a bolt. And then keys, the guys know what they're keen on either movement or or um in a base. And then they they also will know their responsibility. And execution means just everything coming together. <clears throat> So I think it's important, and I know you guys, you guys do this. Like my son, <laughs> twelve years old now. Well, will be twelve, but I even, I even have him making sure he know because now he's playing running back, he plays linebacker. So it's uh, I always, I always mess with him. Like, hey man, usually it's A B C D, but also you gotta know your alignments as well, because obviously. Him playing Mike linebacker, he's usually in the twenty tech, right? Because they run, they run at three four. <laughs> so he he uh he know yeah, dad's got to add a zero. <laughs> it's cool to hear him say that, but um, I also want my guys to know as well. Like, hey, if I'm telling you, like, I want you in six eye, like on the tight end, give me a freaking six eye, you know. So that's the alignment's always about pressures. That's how I install first. So here's our fronts right here. So we go kind of like field boundary. So I'll fill in, he'll be in the four. Obviously the nose will be in the zero. And then the stud will be in the four. So that's kind of our, 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 uh, our, our three down stuff. Four down more. So, you know, a, a shade, a five, a three, and a six. Most guys know that. Is, you know, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty much like the base for a lot of guys in defense. So obviously you heard me say we talk about three different stands, right? So in our eye front, here's the thing. Here's a good picture right here um, from the zero and the two fours. Like the feet will be shoulder width. You always have the weight on your inseams. And I, I do a slight heel to toe, but it depends on your suddenness. So if you're not a real sudden guy, it's definitely gonna be arm, like shoulder width apart for sure. And then just square type of stand. And then basically, basically, like basically putting your hand, not like not a lot of weight on your hand, you know what I'm saying? So you can strike and move as lateral as possible. So with all the zone schemes and stuff, and our front is it don't make sense to go forward, you know, they they already move in gaps. So that's that's what I believe. And our four down is the is the is the you know hit or toe stagger, like near hand down there for back. Like I just feel like if it's near near hand down there for back close to the ball, I feel like you can take the gap better. So that's that's kind of the way I teach it. Um then of course lightning. It's pass rush. Like guys gotta, you know, gotta earn the right to rush the pass. So stopping the run first so you can get in your lightning stand. That's that's key. Any any questions on that? Yeah, let, let's um let's go back to the your your thunder stance when you talked about um just their their feet, their the width based on how sudden they are. I like that term. I like that, I like that uh that phrase sudden because I think. We all know what you mean, you know, as D-line coaches talking about that. But go back to that point and talk about 
so if they're if they're more explosive or if they're if they're less explosive, that depends on how wide you want their feet. Is that did I hear that right? So so I, I tell them if you're real sudden, I'm okay with you being in a slight heel to toe stack, like like real slight. Okay, yeah, I got you. I got you. If you least if you're not as but, sudden. But if they're I'm, not as I got you, they're not as twitchy, then they're more balanced up so they can move laterally. I got you. Okay. Um heavy for the guy, which yeah. you really don't want. Or D line, but right. you know, sometimes it, it it'll benefit them being able to do that and strike, you know. Yeah. So, so uh when you're when you're teaching these, I know if you, you talk you start with your thunder stance and then you sort of progress into that. Um is is this is that kind of part of your your everyday drills as, as far as how your practice goes? Like every day you're working your you, you go through your different stances and how you're getting in those and coming out of those. Yeah, it, it, it all, I predicate all that stuff based on install. Like, if we, if we install a lot of three down, we're going to work, we're going to work the thunder stance a lot. If it's uh, more four down stuff, then we're just going to do more four down stuff. So all predicated on the install. So that you heard, so that was all alignment. And then you heard stance. Now, keys, obviously, in, in the three down, we, uh, we have a certain way we do things as far as key, but my biggest thing when we're in the off front for how do we be in the thunder stance, right? So the key now is when you read your key, we're reading and then reacting in the off front. And the way, the reason why we're able to do that, we're able to address the block like that because we see, we read like basically via the neck type of deal. And, um, I think I think it's important because as you as you get to see what's going on in front of you, and you as you read and react, once you see it, you can play the lag technique that you'll see later on. But it makes more sense, you know. Um, but they do a good, they all do a good job of that. And I I got drills to show you, you know, after that after this as well. You'll see what I'm talking about. It's, it's kind of it's, it's sweet. Once you understand it, it's pretty good. Now in four down, I mean, like, sure, I know all you guys. I know all, every D line coach probably telling me to be the neck or the tip of the or tip of the pad, right? So now four down, that's exactly what we're doing. We're be the neck or the tip of the shoulder pad, and they all doing that. They all do a good job of that. Um, this is more of a attack and then react to the block. So we we freaking we gone. Boom. We keep keying that ball as hard as fast as we can. Gone. And, and it, it works for us for what we do defensively. So it's pretty good. What uh what what dictates what you're gonna be in? Is it is it just just offensive scheme, you know, game plan for that week as far as what you're gonna be in, more three down, four down front, or are you carrying both of those with you and you're gonna play them just as a change up to keep the offense off balance? So we have so many, we got so many things that we do. Um, but yeah, so it all is all game plan, uh, game plan dependent. Like if if hey, we going but we all we we will carry, we will carry both. You know, at times it's, it's like I know for for a fact it's hard to prepare for like multiple fronts. You know what I mean? Like it's if it's a team that run four down, like straight four down, it's like all right, we already know. What we can do, we can anticipate them to do what they're gonna do. When it's both, it's like, ooh, like all right, we don't have a lot, of, we don't have a lot of time to practice that stuff. So we know that, and that's you know, it's a big benefit for us. And there's obviously some offenses out there that's like, shoot, we're gonna make them adjust to us anyway. We're gonna do our stuff. So you know, we, we know that. So yeah, so yeah. So yeah, like I said, so four down, we more we attack and then react to the blocks more so than anything. So that's key. And then now, so responsibility, responsibility. Like uh, obviously in the run game, like more so some off fronts do maybe two gap or they play where it's like you can do a three-three stack and just everybody have a one gap type of deal. Um we play it both ways, to be honest. So 
that's so those guys know up front where what like what like whatever the call is, we'll we'll dictate that and, and the terms of that and, and play it that way. That's that's the main thing for us. At nose and both uh Fortex. So you heard me saying at the read and react, right? So once you read and react, here's a good picture right here of those guys playing that lag tech. Like it's pretty good. And it's, it's important to do that. So now uh doctors can run, everybody running into their fits. It's a perfect picture right here. And like I said, I got I got a drop to show you. You will see it uh, later on. But uh, this is kind of it's, it's neat. And it takes it takes a while to do this because a lot of guys that we recruit are so used to like getting vertical right away. And you know they don't have any patience. So you got to really read and react to the block. So once you read your key and understand that, things happen a lot faster. Yeah. yeah, and I think it takes a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of pressure off those guys up front. Um, I was talking to one of our former kids uh, the other day who's um, playing uh, in, in, you know, in college right now, and, and he's playing uh, sort of this, this type of technique and, and talked about how it's really helped him. And just because he's, he's not worried about getting reached, he can just be real thick in, inside there. And, and, and yeah, uh, he talked about one of the biggest things is having to learn how to be patient, you know, and yeah. uh, it's 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 almost like a to, to steal a term from another coach a controlled aggression right like you're not being soft or passive but you're you you sort of just letting that thing play out and eating up those blocks those interior blocks. Yes, I know the D line they kick they be they be so bad sometimes. I'm like, hey, look, man, like when we in our front, like you freaking the O line and those guys the backs. You better look at it that way. <laughs> but we don't play like that. We play violent, you know. So that's the. Yeah, I think sometimes a misconception about about a a read and react type of D line is that it is passive. I mean, it's definitely not passive because oh, you know, you're not getting blown off the ball. It's it's more it's more patient, you know. Um, and and uh, so I think that's that's a that, that's a common misconception there. Yeah, and, and here's the thing: like when I say when I say read and react, like. All you're doing is reading your key. Like you know, the reaction is still going to be fast and violent and sudden. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not going to be really slow, but because guys is going to really try to get off the ball or really try to get to their spot, you know, like the old line. So like it's you still the reaction time still going to be a lot faster. So. And then, you know, and the cool part about the off front and responsibilities uh like the guy is a lot into it, but you always gonna have like four. There's always gonna be four guys rushing. You just don't know who the fourth guy gonna be. You know it's gonna be down three. So communication is the key from from our backers, from the deep like from the backers in the safe, like it's everybody gonna get the calls and you're gonna hear it. And it's kind of dope because the guys done a really good job of communication. And us being here, now going on fourth year, fourth our fourth year, like the guys really understand it and really get it. Like it's pretty, it's, it's nice. It's nice to see, man, when them jokers get it and they they moving. It's unbelievable. But like as you can see right here in this picture, man, like it's the communication. It's a lot, but it look it look pretty. Like the the main thing for down three is rush lanes. You know, what I mean, you know who's you know who's the activated rush, the fourth rusher. So you know you got to get to your landmarks, knowing where to go. Okay, that's the main thing for us. Now, obviously, four down is gap control, right? In the run, you got to make sure you obviously you basically your gap is already defined for you. So you just got to be smart. I'm I'm a huge guy in turning the pad instead of peeking. In the run game because when most guys peak, they tend to drift, you know, um, and look trying to look for the ball. Like I, I always, I'm always been a firm believer when you turn the pad and look through the blocker, it's like, hey, the ball won't find you. Just defend your gap 
And once you see that ball declares, she can block the structure, right? And fit the play. That's one of our blind much. So here's a good picture right here. Like trying to run outside zone against us. Well, our gaps are defined and we knocking them off the ball. There's really nowhere for the for the running back to go. And I always tell my guys, once you get a chance where you can just make the running back stop their feet, it's a wrap. That's that's what we're trying to do. Make them stop their feet. Hats and gaps, controlling the old line. Like, and all and all that that takes like good hand placement and got to be strong enough to lock them out, like still paper lockout type deal. And I mean, sky's the limit after that. And then as far as pass rush, obviously four down, you're always going to have your, your contained rushes and your inside pocket pushes. Like the landmarks from the quarterback is crucial. You got to be able to, got to be able to make sure you're on your landmark. If you're not, that joke is going to scramble. So you got to keep the cup. So all the tell the guys is you're building the cup no matter what. Like I don't care if, if, if like the quarterback is, is allowed to move. He's allowed to move. So that means your rush ain't going to move. So just make sure as he's moving, your eyes up, and you see the quarterback as you rush the passer that he gets your landmark. You know? So that's that's the best way to put it for me, for my guys. Keep, keep the cup. Yeah, that's a – that's a. Uh, <clears throat> I like that term, that keeping the cup. And unfortunately, yeah, they – they, they allow that quarterback to move back there. It's not a uh, just a, a, a stagnant uh, pop-up dummy like we work with in practice a lot of times. Right. And um, and it, that's why it makes those, those, those landmarks like you have marked here so, uh, so important for those guys to understand because, you know, every D-line coach knows, like, you know, on third and long and you have a kid rush upfield, it's a great rush, but he either, you know, he rushes the downfield shoulder if he's an upfield shoulder guy or, or, or vice versa, and, and that guy leaks out of the uh, – out of the cup as you're, put, as you're putting it and scrambles for a first down. It just makes you want to uh, eat your defensive script or, and, and, and say some say some things that uh, that uh, your mama probably wouldn't want to hear you say. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. It's a crusher, man. That's exactly what it is. Like, you work hard to get those those third and long situations. It's like, oh, man, come on, man. And like I said, like, and that all, that all dictates on, like, remember, you have you earned the right to rush the pass. When you earn the right to rush the pass, rush the pass right. <laughs> you know, so and the guys, they, like I said, they for the most part did a good job. Like we really did a good job harassing quarterbacks this year. Like we really did. Like I had a kid that was all American this year that led the led the conference in sacks. So it was pretty good. Like six force fumbles. And we work a lot of that stuff, man. But the crazy thing is, he wouldn't have been able to do that without the other rushers. Because we, we actually did a good job keeping the, the, the quarterback intact in the cup. So. And then E, execution, right? Everyone expect like, executing the kingdoms, you know? We have, we call them kingdoms. We got five kingdoms in our defensive unit, right? Tackle, gotta be able to tackle. Gotta be able to play the force. Gotta be, we got green swarm. Call it best in America, like being able to run to the ball, TBD, top ball disruptor, and then block destruction. Everybody, all three levels got to be able to freaking shed the block, right? If, if you can't shed the block, it's going to be trouble, especially in corners on the outside. Like, you got to be able to freaking, you can't let a receiver block or the outside back, you can't let a receiver block. You know what I mean? So, got to beat blocks and and had that no crease mentality in the run game and rushing the passer, take take him out of the freaking game. That's what we want to do. That's that's key for us. And here's an example of a celebrate BFL. <laughs> you know, so the swarm is your ball, like just ex executing all our teams. Now when 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 you guys make a big play, are you are you on the sideline or are you in the box? I'm on the sideline. So are you uh, are you out there at the numbers uh greeting those guys when they when they come off the field and oh, getting them no, turned up? 
Oh, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I turned up with him, you know? <laughs> I turned up with him, man. It's like, you know, it's crazy. It's like a mentality. Like, uh, you know, we, we pride ourselves, we call ourselves E-Block, you know? And, like, I'm a huge Hawk fan. So, like, Hawk is is our logo. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the mentality is unbelievable. It's focused on the vision and not the sight. Like, sometimes, what I mean by that is, you focusing on the vision, like what you want to get accomplished, right? And what we want to get accomplished. Like sometimes when you the sight part is when uh when guys when something happens, something mess up, and it's like, oh man, hey man, let it go. Let it go. We we focus on our vision right now. And guys tend to see that, man, like, oh, like coach, you right. It, it worked, like, yeah, I messed up, all right, next play. My my head down the gap. All right, next play. We gotta we gotta we gotta move on. Make up for it. So focus on the vision, not the sight. Yeah, sorry for the delay. There. I'm I'm typing that down as I uh, as I as as you're saying it because that's really really good. I like that. I'm gonna have to steal that because um, I think that just speaks to you know whatever position, whatever uh, side of the ball you're coaching. Um, yesterday we're working some seven on seven stuff and had a safety get burned and and. Uh, you know, he's just one of those kids where he needs a lot of, he needs, he needs to be reminded of that, you know, almost, almost uh, every play, you know, like, Hey, we got to flush that one and go on the next one. Cause they're coming at you again. So we don't have time to, to, uh, you know, to get down and, and pout. Like you gotta, you gotta flush it. And, and I like, I like that saying there, focus on the vision, not the sight. Yes. Yes. And it's amazing, man. Like I always, always tell guys, and it, you know, one of our good friends, Rob Everett, he's down at UNC. Uh, he always said it, and it's you no, know, it was uh, forgot where the quote came from. But it's amazing what you can accomplish when no one cares to give the credit. Like it's so true, and uh, that's one of my favorite quotes. And you know, he said all the time, "It's like, man, I, I love that." And I know, I know, um, he'll crush right now, but. Like it, it that really that really matters. Like if you tell guys that, let guys know, like be selfless. You know what I mean? Because the more selfish you are, like doing everything you post you want to do and supposed to do for the guys, like that kind of it, it it matters. You know what I mean? Like some guys don't understand that. Some guys want the credit, but don't don't care about doing what it takes. You know what I mean? To to win the game. You know. So that's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So key steps. So you kind of see it. So you see how fast he's moving. Like, like once he once, like once he read and react, once he read like his key and it's declared, he's he's gone. It's and you can you would never tell when you watch the game, like in the game, because it's like no one really knows. How, how we really doing it, but like it just looked like a D line and it's getting off the ball still. You understand what I'm saying? But once he once he reading it with his hand, perfect hand placement, boom. And, and I, I'm noticing right there in his his first step <clears throat> is really just kind of a picking his 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 foot up, putting it back down. Is that kind of what you're coaching there? It's almost you know just uh, get him a chance to read what's going on, and then and then his next step is is his his read step or his, you know, reaction step, whatever, however you want to call it. Is that how you're in that thunder stance? Is that how you're teaching that first step is just a, a reactionary step based on what their key is doing? Correct. Correct. So even right here, it's perfect right here. This is perfect. He reading, boom. And all he doing is, is pushing off with the weight on his instincts. Perfect. Running back to clear. Here's the beauty part of it. Like, I'm a huge guy. Like, like I, I want to control the O line. Like, I know a lot of guys like Tim McCain. Like, I'm a huge technician. So, I, that's that's my goal is control the O line. And the way I teach the technique and the way they shoot the hands and where they shoot the hands, I know a lot of people do armpit, breast plate. You know, sometimes like let's let's be I'm gonna be real, like a realist. 
if it's going real fast, if it's, you know, bullets start flying, sometimes I'm on Larry with, you know, me being a former nose tackle, like sometimes I, you know, as long as I get given a proper, a proper strike and able to turn that, turn that pad, sometimes your hands will be all over the place. But at the same time, your technique is going to take over that, you know? But here's, here's a good example right here from the nose tackle. And you, and you see, you know, I got a little, some little tricks to it where to keep, keep the control of the O-line of, uh, of when they shoot in their hands, what to do type of deal, you know? So it's kind of, it's kind of sweet. Now, a real fast one with him, he kind of false stepped a little bit, stepped underneath himself. But his hands helped him get to where he's supposed to be. So I thought that this, he finished where he, where he needed to be, but. Right, right. You know, his, his, his feet was bad right there. Like, hands and feet, that's how it should be. But, you know, some guys, like I said, that this is, that was a kid that was more so in the square stance and not heel to toe, like slight heel to toe, right? Because he's not as sudden. So his, his step's going to be a little bit different, but he should never step underneath himself. So here's another drill that we do as well that, that plays a part in the offense stuff. And as they do it, like they got to finish with transition rush. Gotta finish with a swipe, right? Gotta swipe for you, like uh, quarterback, tomahawk. And the purpose, like this drill right here, purpose of this drill is because all the zone running is to stay square when you strike it, right? And you in the power in your hands. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. And, and and I think also, you know, with that drill, sometimes guys want to get and go through it really, really fast and not and not focus on the strike because they want to get to the to the pass to the pass rush part. And and that's yeah. that's a big point emphasis to slow them down and really focus on that strike because that's what's gonna allow them to get off that block and go go rush the passer. Correct. Correct. And the crazy thing is, man, like <clears throat> in the off front. As you trend, like transition rush, you need to be worked. Like you got, you got to really work it because if you don't, you're trying to play the run the whole time, and it's like, oh man. So, in this drill, that's the purpose. Playing the run, playing the run, get to the last bag, transition rush, and then finish with the tomahawk flight on uh, on QB. Yeah, I, I think I think that's one of the biggest mistakes coaches make, and and I, I made it for a long time. Is you sort of coach playing the run and rushing the passer, like you compartmentalize it into two different things. You know what I'm saying? Instead of blending them together, because most of the time it is transition rushing, right? Like, yeah. you know, there are those times where it's third and 15 and everybody knows it's pass and, and you know, your guys can get getting that, you know, getting that, those, uh, those pass rush stances and go rush. But, but a lot of times it is, Oh, it's, it's not a run. I'm going to, I got to transition in a rush. And if we don't coach that, they don't. They don't. They don't know how to do it. Correct. Correct. So I'm, you know, it's, it's it's huge, man. But at the same time, you gotta practice. If you don't, it's it'll show, it'll show up in the game. And the cool part is, a lot of the technique that that's being taught, like if you don't see it in the game, the data they just not grasp, right? So you gotta make sure it's able to transition from indie to your team periods and then to the game, you know. And it's it's cool to see it because it's like it's like okay they understand it, and then also as a player you want to be like shoot man this what coach teaching me it worked, <laughs> so they they want to see that you know so that's that's the key man like and, and you know it's like oh man okay like yeah like coach show me more like that that type of excitement but you know it's always. It's always cool to see that last So that that was so that was a you know a couple of the three three uh three down drills that I do. Uh here's here's a four down drill that I do and I love 
because like I said it, the peaking man, I, I I'm not huge on peaking because of all the drifting. I see it all the time. Because then if you if you peaking, you're not really addressing the block. You know? Like some guys start like like address the block, control the guy first, turn the pad, then look through the guy instead of like as soon as you get off, like, where's the ball? And say you know, freaking you six yards down the field. So now, heel to toe staggered, right? Good hand placement. See how he's turning the pad? He already got the pad kind of turned right there. And I, I add a tackling component to it because guys got to see the back as well. And all that dictates as well for me is it, I incorporate the release move as well. Like a lot of guys like to do the arm over into the into their fit. Well, I like to do the arm over away from the fit. Ex explain what you mean by that arm over away from the fit. So, the way I teach the technique, I have for for example, right here, he have him right here, right? He controlling the guy. Well, at that back with the cut back, he he basically. He he do a violent arm over. If you can see me right here, he snatch arm over. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And if it, if it's uh if it's into the fit, I like the old school, like boom, you already have them in your fit, like where you're hatting the gap, you already have them turn and just just rip off, just play it just like that. And uh it's worked for us. It's, it really has. Like, like I said, I know a lot of guys are like you say, it's different, but like I, I just you do what you all, what you believe, right? I think that's that's the most important thing. Yeah, so I'm a firm believer in that way. So right here, you see my field and boom, declared it in the fit. And zero and nine are capped. So look at the hand placement, boom. That's what you want to see, the knockback. And he's 6'4", you know what I mean? So, like, that, number nine is actually 280. <laughs> you don't look at but he's 280. He's strong. And it's decent right here from 97. Like, 97 plenty of kids, but. But it's good, you know. It's, it's real. It's real good for the guys. They they understand it. And then just just some of the uh, this is a drill I really like to do that uh, coincides with the with the drill you just saw. Like it's pretty cool. So now they're getting three reps, and then they finish with uh, transition. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So you're getting three pops, you know? And then uh, it's kind of just neat. Transition. Gotta finish, gotta finish the tunnel. But like, we're trying to get strips out, you know? And you see the part about that? So, and that quarterback, they move, like, they don't stay still. See that? Like, you got, you got to, it's important to track to the quarterback. You get there, you tomahawk. That's, that's one of my favorite drills right there. But, so you saw a three down, a couple three down drills and a couple four down drills and that. And that. That's been, it's been cool. Uh, I really like doing that type of stuff. I also like to get moving with hands. Like, because my thing is sometimes, like, as you move, a lot of guys, when you stunt, a lot of guys like get washed, right? Like, so I, I like to prevent that, like at all, at all costs. So those guys, I, I get those guys used to moving their hands. So I kind of do like a three-on-one deal, or right, as you see right here, where where they they know, okay, I know I gotta, I'm stunting right, but you also reading that key, your your key. 
because if it come to you, you gotta you gotta you gotta shorten your step and ricochet, right? Um, so here's a good here's a good view of that, and then go flat down the line. Like there's no need. But I used to when I first got here, you know they they would they would just ricochet and just try to go right to the guy. Well. If you start, if you're going straight to the guy, the running back gonna beat you, he's gonna be already gone. Like so ricochet and go flat down the line to where he's gonna be. So zero do a good job right here. Yeah, no, no vertical run lanes. If you you know, you go you go try to get that running back, he can slip you and hit that gap that you just left. Exactly. So now it's it's run is they they're moving as you're going that way. It's a good job right here as he moved. He's moving with his hands right here. So he don't get watched, controlling the guy. You know, and sometimes I know it's, it's two ways you can do it. If that hip, if that hip to the next man is gone, right? Some guys tend to like, like really like rip through and just chase that hip. It works for some guys, but also some, but depending on the run and if it, you know, the running, like uh, the run play and all that good stuff, like what they like to do, by the way they block it, the blocking scheme, it's, it's important just move with your hands. So now you, you control your movement, then you also being able to control it, like try to make a play. Like some, uh, like I tell my guy, I'm like, shoot. Like let's go wreck the, wreck the play and try to like make the play instead of just like wreck the play. You get vertical to, to stop it and cut it, cut it back, and then you know, what if someone else not there? You know, now we don't want to create a, a a vertical crease, right? If it's if it's if it's a one gap defense, we rather uh, we rather be in control of all that. So the more we play with our hands, whether it's movement or just regular our base, the better, because we get to control what we do. Does that, does that make sense? Absolutely. So that's a good drill right here. Like I said, three on one, you don't know which way you're going. So this is not bad right here. So you see, he's trying to, he will be going that way, but he saw that hip coming to him. So. Leading out with your hands first, right? Hands out in front, and just going down the line. So that's a good job right here. It's a freshman; he's gonna be pretty good. So that's some of the stuff, man. You know, we, we like to do. Um, and I got a lot much more. Like my my thing is, I'm a huge block reaction guy. Like I rather guys see the blocks, and I try to I try to play. Like practice every block they're gonna see, so they're prepared for it. And like the technique I teach, you know, I'm sure everybody teach is is make you know to to make sure their guys react to the, to those blocks as well. But you know, I'm I want I want those guys to see those blocks. But then when you watch a game, a William Mary defensive line playing, you're gonna see like, oh, they're addressing this block really well. You know what I mean? So I take pride in that stuff, man. I'm a huge technician. I love that stuff. So that's, you know, that's deep line for you. I give these guys this. So, you know, we, we work on like the fan block, the slip block, the fold, scoop, like base blocks, like when they pull, you know, double, like uh combo, like we, we work all this stuff. So those guys see this stuff, and that way, they know how to they know how to deal with it. Even trap block, like they we work. I'm talking about we work with these blocks at nausea. Like they got to see it in order for them to see it and react to it and what to do. You know, some some guys like just like I, I can't stand a guy that that will just try to go upfield and not recognizing the block. You know. Like they, they just try, you just running around the block, like freaking shoot your hands, like see it, and that's what we do, man. So I, I had to show you that little, this little 
Glockenstein that I have that that I show the guys and that was the things that we work. So it's kind of it's kind of a good deal. It's kind of neat. Yeah, I, I think that's that's awesome, and, and I think teaching your kids to understand blocking schemes is so important. You know, I've been going over that with linebackers this week and kind of making everything based off of if then statement. If, if your guard does this or your, you know, if your key does this, then we do this, you know, and, and just kind of, uh, um, you just, just sort of have a set of rules there and then being able to show them that for those visual learners, for sure, that, that helps them out as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you got your EDDs. Every, every day is what you do pre-practice, you know, cut ball and stuff, uh, all the mirror hand stuff, all the ball disruption stuff. It's, that's key. So we, we do that every day. We do that every day. And that that, that helps those guys. So if we can't, if during, during the scale of practice, like if we can't hit it, hit some of those things, that's why I decided to do all that stuff pre-practice like those guys did. Warmed up as they warm up, we doing that, and you know they they they, they became accustomed to it. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, coach, great stuff today. We're gonna um, I, I I'm gonna get you out of here, but we gotta I gotta ask you, put you under the gun a little bit uh, before before we let you go and ask you some rapid fire questions. And uh, and, and I always say rapid fire, but it's not it doesn't always it doesn't always mean rapid fire. It's kind of like when when you're helping out the offense and they have these. 12 plays that they're going to run against you. And that 12 plays ends up turning into uh 20 plays, you know, you know yeah. how those offensive guys are. Um, but uh, just to have, have some fun here as we close out the episode. So um, let's, let's talk about this first. Okay. So you are a, uh, you talked about, you know, you're, you're a sideline guy. You're a big time juice guy. Um, what are uh, some, some of your game day, uh, if you have any game day traditions, superstitions that you kind of do to help you get in the right frame of mind for game day? Man, I got to, I got to have like a Red Bull, man, like a, to get me going. Like the kids try to get me on the bang stuff, the bang uh, energy drinks. I'm like, nah, man. I took a bang one day and man, I thought my heart was <laughs> I was so juiced and amped, man. It was unbelievable. And I'm like, oh my God, I, that feeling, I'm like, I ain't young anymore, man, but Nah, just, you know, I, I need some peace and quiet time, you know, kind of like I would wear and just, just decompress a little bit before I get out there. And, uh, you know, I, I give I give those guys my speeches pregame and, you know, the usual. And those guys, they, you know, I, I know what takes them. I know what gets them going, you know. So, you know, I'll, I'll find something that was done or that was said and I'll just, I'll make a big emphasis of it. And, you know, no matter what it is, from some something the opponent said or the coaches said, and, and those, those jokers, they play like wild men, you know? Yeah. And I get wild with, I get wild with them. Yeah. And we, we got this thing that we do pre-game, where we get, we get in the huddle, just to be lying. And... I want everybody to say what's on their mind right then and there. I don't care what it is. And here we go, man. Get hyped and make it happen. Yeah, love that. Love that. So um you you obviously you, you know a lot about football. You know, you're, you're you've been coaching for a while, play, you know, former player. What's something besides football that you pride yourself on knowing a lot about? For some guys, it's man in the grill. Sometimes some guys it might be fishing and might be playing golf what's what's something else that you you consider yourself a a an expert on that is, that is pretty good that's a good question man because i take pride in a lot of stuff but like i'm a huge movie guy like i love movies i love all the fast and furious i love all i'm a huge marvel guy you know as you can tell i got the hulk the hulk in uh in my background right here so I, I take pride in stuff and, and all that good stuff. Okay, so for a guy who has little kids and doesn't get, I don't get out to the movies much or or get to watch a lot of movies that I want to watch. So give us your uh, give us some some movie recommendations, and these can be uh, recent movies or these can be classics. Give us just some 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 Coach Carter movie recommendations okay. for us. So far as the kids. <laughs> Go see Sing 2. Sing 2 is pretty good. 
I, we've been on some scene too. I like the scene movies because I mean it's 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 good soundtracks. Yeah, I, I'm all about that. And then I actually, you know what? I was a little skeptical about about Batman because I didn't know how that was going to be, you know. But the way they the way they did it, man, I thought it was pretty good. I did. I, I thought it. I thought it was good. The way they, the whole plot and everything. What's your uh, What's your favorite Batman movie? Do you have one of all time? Uh oh. The the craziest thing, man. I like the original with Michael Keaton. I like the original. I really do. Yeah, my uh, I have two little boys, and they kind of got on a kick for a while where they were watching the uh, the original Batman like TV show. You know, with like Adam West, like the Bam and the Pal, and yeah. and uh, it's it's pretty cheesy. But I kind of got into watching it with them and. And uh, there's worse things that they could get into, so I was cool with it. Um, okay, so I, I, I've, I've, uh, let me think. I don't think I've ever been um, uh, to Virginia, your neck of the woods. So if we're going back to your, to your home, okay, and and I'm, I'm coming to visit. Where are we, where are we going to eat? Give me some spots so we're gonna go grub. Oh, it's a Williamsburg right now. Uh, we definitely going to Matchstick. Nice, nice little barbecue spot. And then we're going to go hit Paul's Belly. It was like a, a historical historical place here where a lot of the, you know, so the legends come in, they all eat at Paul's Belly. That's kind of neat. Yeah, like, yeah. You go there, you see the pictures, the jerseys, autograph jerseys, everything. They used to have a Nike, NFL Nike uh, camp here every year for a long time. And Paul's was the spot. So I'll put Paul, got to put Paul's in. Okay. All right. And when you're out on the road recruiting, is there a place that you like to hit when you're, you know, that, that, that you like to go to? So I'm a DMV guy. That's, that's DC, Maryland, Virginia. I'm like, I recruit the DMV area. And uh, if I'm in DC, got to go to Ben's Chili Bowl. Got to go to Ben's Chili Bowl. Uh, if you're in Alexandria, Virginia, Got to go hit blue and white. It's a little spot up there off Route One in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, if, uh, if you're in Arlington, you got to go hit Beanie Beanie. Like, oh man, I, I try to go as much as possible to those spots when I'm on the road. But I mean, Woodbridge, I can I can choose anything in Woodbridge because Woodbridge got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Sometimes it's like, hey, y'all got y'all got a kid up there. Anybody that, that can remotely play next to that restaurant, all right, I'm coming. Um, <laughs> all right, well, we'll get you out of here on this one. So you, you, you kind of talked about the area where you're from and, and all of the athletes that have come out of that area. Give us, you know, I know two of them right off the bat you're going to say, but give us like the top five athletes that, that you think have come out of that area. I mean, there's a lot of them, but just that, that off the top of your head. And I, if you need to expand that list, I don't want to get you in trouble with anybody. So just give me some, Ooh. give us, give us for, I'm, I'm down here in Texas, not extremely familiar with that, with your area. So give us, for those of us who are outside of the area, give us some insight. So the DMV area, oh my gosh. I mean, it's a bunch of guys. It's more basketball, you know, than football, but you got from Woodbridge, you got like Ahmad Brooks that played, that was, that was my roommate. Uh, in college and uh, played against him in high school. Uh, so definitely Ahmad Brooks. You got football-wise, you got Ahmad Brooks. You got Vernon uh, Davis. You can say Vernon Davis. His brother, Vontae. Uh, so, uh, oh, my gosh. What's the, you got you put me on <laughs> It's a bunch of guys, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to even. It's a bunch. Deion Butler was good. Clint Simpson was good. Uh, well, those are some pretty yeah. good ones that you've listed right there. And I know, I know, it's a big time basketball area too. Basketball. Yeah, for basketball, I mean, you got you got Grant Hill, you got David Robinson, you got uh, Kevin Durant, old school Walt Williams. Like it's and we keep going. You got uh see Michael Beasley was a good was a hell of a player from the area. Uh see Quinn Cook, 
Like, and you just keep going, man. Like that, that whole that whole DMV area is 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 crazy. It's a bunch. It's a bunch of talent. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's what I've always heard. Um, and and so that's that's awesome that you get to go and recruit that spot. Well, coach, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today and and sharing with us. And and uh, just want to uh, wish you uh, and the tribe the best of luck in twenty twenty two. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Coach Carter for joining us today. You know, it's tough coordinating schedules, uh, especially with college coaches this time of year, uh, what with spring ball and spring break, and then uh, pretty soon these guys are about to get on the road and start recruiting again. And so there's everything going on. So say, hey, sometimes you got to get up early in the morning and get it in, which is what we did. So, again, so thankful for Coach's willingness to make it happen for us and, and share some great stuff with us today. Be sure to give Coach Carter a follow on Twitter. Uh, you can find him at DL Runstoppers, which is a very solid Twitter handle, if I do say so myself. Let Coach know you heard him here on KYPD. Also, remember, if you want to see the video from today's conversation, complete with drill cutups and tape uh, and slides from mine and Coach's conversation, then go and visit our podcast YouTube channel, a link to which can be found in the show notes of today's episode or on our Twitter feed. Our quote of the day goes like this. We could accomplish many more things if we did not think of them as impossible. And that's a wrap for this episode of KYPD. If you're liking what you're hearing, then please go and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Have a great week. Bring the juice. And Coach Carter, what else you got for these guys? Keep your eyes down. <laughs> <laughs>